What's going on guys? Welcome back for another episode review of Mandalorian. We are going to be reviewing Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2. So in the entire process of this episode, we see at the very beginning Din Djarin and Baby Yoda return to Tatooine on the eve of Boonta Eve where they go back to their local mechanic asking for help to try to get a certain type of part for BB-8, for obviously the droid that... Uh, Denny's help with she says unfortunately she does not have that after of course she rips off another local customer even the Jawas don't even have it as well then also of course she says well I'll give you the droid R8 for free by half the price as well as also free oil change and he she even says that he has everything that we're going to need and that way you could check the uh, the uh, atmosphere now what's really cool about this episode is Din is still teaching Baby Yoda how to navigate the universe as well as also be mindful and also use everything around you. Same thing like a Jedi would, but having to use your landmarks, having to use your mind, use your maps, make sure you for your weapons and everything. This was honestly a very cool episode, and I'll get into more of the reason why. So when they go down onto Mandalore, they do see it's very rocky, but they're able to land. He tells the droid to go ahead and see if it's possibly breathable and then the droid gets attacked by this mis these mysterious creatures and when crazy happens is we see a some type of creature attack R8 and we see where Din has to fight him off and he's able to finally find him off he tells Baby Yoda to hold on that of course that I gotta see if the air is breathable which surprisingly it is and they go further into the mines and you've seen how much the mines are have been collapsed obviously by the empire being destroyed the empire destroying mandalore for so long and how much it's been crumbling over the last however many years and then we also see which was really cool <clears throat> that they go further and further and further and further into the mines and what happens is they run across some type of creature after mando takes up a Mandalorian helmet that's fully still somewhat capable to be uh, used, but then this creature captures him, and Yo Baby Yoda, Grogu's actually able to follow him, and he's pretty much being used, suck out of his life fluid, so I'm guessing whatever this thing was doing, because it was some type of creature droid, something almost really reminded me of like what happened to Darth Maul when his brother found him, slash what Grievous was, so it kind of makes me wonder what exactly this creature was, if you guys know, by all means, please let me know down in the comments down below, and when Baby Yoda tries to help him, Grogu, Grogu is not able to get him out, he says, go get Bo-Katan, because he did say, where he was raised, where also where Bo-Katan was on the map. Grogu is able to escape. He get He's able to push one of the monsters that attacked uh, Mando, and he goes to Bo-Katan for help. Bo-Katan thinks it's Mando, but it's actually not Mando. It's Baby Yoda, and he's like, okay, where is he? And she goes on her ship, brings Grogu with her, with her, as well as also R8 to figure out, okay, what's going on? And she tells him that you have to guide me to him. And she even sees how scared he is, but at the same time, she does give him reassurance, like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna help him, but I need you to guide me. I don't know where I'm going. Where is he at? And so <clears throat> what we see is her telling him that, you know, I'm not sure how much of the force you know, but she even says, she says that 
you must have learned a lot if you were able to find me. So that really does show that she does have faith in Grogu, but at the same time, she's able to find Mando, and she does take on these creatures, and she says that these creatures that did attack her slash Mando, that these creatures lived behind the walls of Mandalore at some point when the cities were still thriving. So these creatures somehow still survived after the bombing, and then we see her even discussing more about the Jedi and more about how much she was royalty with Grogu as well. And then we also see where she's finally able to save Mando after shooting whatever this thing is, and then grabbing the Darksaber from... Uh, Mando, after this thing, just tossed it on the ground. She's able to use her skills to be able to finally kill this unknown creature. And what we see is she is trying to tell him, hey, hey I'm here, Dan, I'm here. And this thing is still alive. And what's really cool is we got to see how she was still able to use the Darksaber. That was what was absolutely amazing. Now, I will say this, <clears throat> that... She does show more skill, obviously, because we all know from, you know, Rebels, Clone Wars, that she did handle the Darksaber a little bit more. Din's still trying to learn. And she is able to save him after finally killing this thing. She's able to get Mando back. And she even tells him, look, when you're more rested, we'll go back to my ship and I'll get you out of here. And he says, no, I still got to do what I was meant to send here to do which is bathe into the waters of Mandalore. She even tells him again that it's a fairy tale. And he even does tell her in a way, you know, like, how do you think we survived for so long for being spreaded from all the stars? And then they go into her background of, you know, her obviously being royalty and her dad was trying to be proud of her. And he even gives her a compliment of saying that I would have liked to met him. They sound like he was a very interesting man. He gives, he tells her, of course, this is the way. And also at the same time, that Bo-Katan is tired of their people always constantly fighting for scraps or even for territory or relationships with whether it be the Sith or the, or the Empire or the Republic or even with the Jedi. So we do see where finally they do find the mines. We get to see who was the first Mandalorian to take on the, uh, the uh, what was it called? The, um, <clears throat> the Mythosaur. And we see where Mando just starts taking off all his he takes off his he takes off his cape, takes off his uh his jetpack, he takes off his weapons, and he starts reciting the code and then something just drags him through into the water and Bo Katan just goes without even thinking and she's able to go all the way deep down into this lake, uh, this river, or, or however you want to say it, and she's able to save him, but then trying to boost out, out of the water, we see, guys, I swear that I think we finally got to see a mythosaur after so long, that this is a creature still living on Mandalore, way deep down in the mines, because if you really look, you get to see a, a horn on the very side of this creature's face, so again, this um, Mesosaur could still be alive after all these years, which is what they, you know, which is the Mandalorian symbol. So it really makes me wonder, okay, how did one of these things survive after the bombing of the Empire? How were they able to thrive after so long, especially with being down there? Why would it be down there? Again, there's so many interesting questions, but this was a badass episode. I really liked how we got to see Kaysagal uh, really return to being able to... Uh, return as Bo-Katan. I love this. I think that um, it was really good to see 
Bo-Katan again. I really love seeing Bo-Katan in this because I, I like Bo-Katan. I think she's a cool character. I think she's a badass character. But also at the same time, a lot of people are kind of wondering why exactly she's still around. Everybody's kind of wondering, okay, are we going to be seeing... Uh, I messed the k off. I don't know why I was saying it, but K-Sakoff as uh, Bo-Katan. But I love seeing... K-Sakoff is this. I know a lot of people have been wondering, okay, uh, how much of Bo-Katan are we going to be seeing? And I'm very happy that we did. I think it was a badass fight. We got to see her being kind of like the savior for Mando this round and still wanting to go along with Mando and still trying to show him, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. Even though he does want to do this, he does want to show, hey, I want to do this because I know what I got to do. And wait for him, to him, he has to recommend for what he did in his own mind. So overall, I think the episode was really intense. I think it was really crazy. But overall, I did enjoy it. What did you guys think about it? Please let me know down in the comments down below if you guys are new to the channel. Always care about subscribing. Leave a big fat like on the video if you guys enjoyed what do you guys think of all these other creatures that we saw? Do you think that's a mythosaur down there? Please let me know your thoughts, and I'll see you as always on the next one.